Come join Jim Crenn for a live taping of the Jim Crenn No Restrictions podcast on Tuesday, March 31st at the Cigar Bar at Jurgles Rhythm Grill in Warrendale, Pennsylvania, just north of Pittsburgh. Featuring Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki, Mike Sasson, and our guest of honor, rock legend Donnie Iris, plus a few other surprise guests. The podcast taping is open to the public, but it is limited seating. Go to jimcrenn.com for details. Jimmy will also be performing an hour stand-up show in Jurgles' main room on Thursday, May 28th. Go to jimcrenn.com for tickets. We'll see you there. So maybe you got a great idea for a business. You want to start selling products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner and you're looking for new customers. Maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy. That's right, GoDaddy wants to help you succeed online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering a .com domain for just $1.49. That's right, $1.49. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code JIM149 to get your $1.49.com. Some limitations apply. See website for details. This is the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Cren. Jim Cren, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Thank you so much for listening today. Really appreciate it. Of course, uh, give our, our thanks to uh, our team, the Sideshow Network, and uh, of course everyone at uh, the Sideshow Network and our, our group here in the, the Talent Network studios, Josh Folio, our, our producer, and Dave, Dave Settlemeyer and Frank Mergia and Wayne Weil over there and getting us, making sure we're signing clear. How's it going? Got it going. We got our, our guys in, in studio here is uh, Mike Sass and Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones. Uh, Terry is on the road right now. He'll be in uh, next week. Next week, we have a big show, actually, and I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be – there's a club in Pittsburgh. If you're not from Pittsburgh and you listen to the show, there's a – Pittsburgh's a great club scene, believe it or not, for, for music and for, for comedy. And – it's it's got this uh, these cool clubs on the on the in the tri-state. When I say Pittsburgh is a whole you know entire the city maybe has a half million people or four hundred thousand for the city, but around it, within ten fifteen minutes, going to suburbs, there's actually two point one million people through the tri-state, and and dotted throughout that tri-state are, are these interesting clubs and you know great nightlife and, and great uh, music talent. Uh, some that no one ever hears them, some that break out and people do hear. Uh, one of the uh, gentlemen who who you may know, uh, he had about four or five top 40 hits, Donnie Iris, legendary in Pittsburgh, and also his song Aaliyah, um, I Can't Hear You No More. A few songs you will hear nationally, the rapper. Uh, he's just brilliant. The guy is, uh, his voice is, is, he's been doing it for like 40 years. His voice is still like he's 22 years old. Well, the, somebody started a Pittsburgh Hall of Fame for for rock and roll. So we have a Pittsburgh rock and roll division, I guess, of you know, a Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. our own little Hall of Fame for Pittsburgh musicians and singers and personalities. Porky Chedwick is one of the people inducted in this class. Porky was a DJ in the fifties. He was the first one to put like blues and soul songs and break them here in this area. To give you an idea. Of how big Porky Chedwick was, you know. Yeah, I, I remember this old timer. You know, we're talking in the nineties. It's it was arguably as probably one of the more popular DJs, I guess, or, or personages, right? Guys, would you? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Rock yeah. and roll. And and my partner and I, <clears throat> Scott Paulson, we would sell out. You know, two and three, two thousand people easy would come see us do our show easy. People would park outside and you know tents and stuff and, and waiting for to Tailgating. get in. Yeah, and I remember this little time. I said, "Wow, that's pretty wild, man." And and somebody was there, an old timer, and he goes, "Yeah," he goes, "That's great, but it's not Porky." And I go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Porky Chedwick. Porky Chedwick is a DJ, right? 
He sold out the fucking Civic Arena. No oh my way. God. That's what the guy said. <laughs> That's 15,000 people. You're no porky. No. Yeah, I, love that. I love how someone had to bring that up. Too. Yeah, to bring like, that I'm bubble. Yeah, I uh-huh. feel good about myself. I sold out 3,000 seats. You're yeah. no porky. Egotistical <laughs> asshole. Boom. Got my burst in my bubble. Put me back down Porky there. gets more people than that on his back porch yeah. spinning records. I don't know what porky you're bragging about. 2,000 people right now yeah. 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 in this house. In this yeah. house. Yeah. In this house. Yeah. So, I so met Porky. Some little Richard records. I yeah. met Porky a couple times, man. What a nice guy. He's like in his nineties. Nice, or he's still, he passed. I think he just passed. Yeah, he passed, passed like, like last a year, year ago or something. But a yeah. year ago, I think he passed. I was gonna say he would have been in his nineties. Yeah, I met him um, about I don't know about fifteen years ago. He's really nice, man. I mean, a really, really kind, kind guy. But this guy was he was legendary nationally. Oh yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of great national acts in Pittsburgh that live here, you know, that, that have that national-type talent. And Porky Jedwick was one of those people. He's in the Hall of Fame. Donnie Iris is in the Pittsburgh Hall of Fame. Nice. And we're going to celebrate that. But anyway, Donnie has a cigar night every week, every month, I'm sorry, at a club called Jurgles. Fantastic club uh, north of Pittsburgh a little bit in Warrendale area. Just, you know, about 20 minutes from downtown, I'd say. And it is, it's a great room. It's one of those those cool rhythm and blues kind of vibe to it, but it's 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 big enough to house you know bigger bands. It can hold seven eight hundred people, whatever. And um, the food's great and all that kind of stuff. But and, and the owners are fantastic. But the, but the the back room they have is a cigar room, and Donnie does a thing every month there, and a party breaks out. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. So I've been going to that. Donnie will text me and say, "Hey man, cigar night time." So I go out there and so I thought, "Wow, this would be a great." place to do a podcast you know it's a party it's what we, it's what we yeah. want to do it's, we're, we're party crashers right mm-hmm. so i thought we crash <laughs> there you go so we are we will be crashing donnie's cigar so we're gonna have a big big show next week at donnie's uh donnie's cigar at jurgles and we're gonna celebrate donnie being inducted in the pittsburgh hall of fame we'll talk some rock and roll we'll joke around of course jag around as we always do <laughs> so but I'm, really, I'm looking forward to that show and i'm gonna do a i'm gonna do a concert if you're living in pittsburgh or pittsburgh area or, or gonna be visiting in may may 28th i'll be in concert at jurgles it's a big room get their tickets now you go to jimcren.com we'll have ways to get that if it's not up today, it'll be up soon, within a few days. So, jimcren.com, you get the tickets. I'll see you the 28th. And if you're around, stop out to the cigar bar on the 31st, which is uh, in a few days. This is Thursday. So, let's see. Uh, there you go. Right on Tuesday. So, plan it. Come on out. And, all right, let's, let's talk a little. Let's, let's talk baseball a little bit, guys. It's uh, Spring is in the air. Everyone in the Northeast, we're thawing out. We're tired of the zero degrees every day. Now we get 30 or 5 or 40. We're like, oh, out spring out there. <laughs> Break out the shorts. Yeah, 35. Seriously. Yeah, sometime a 60-degree will drop in here. Mm-hmm. Opening day is about three and a half weeks away, right? What's well, Yeah, opening day is the 6th, and so it's two weeks away, and then and then home opener okay. is the week after that. It's about three. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so but baseball's in, it's in the air. People are, you know, guys, I know, are checking their phones and checking spring training scores or just seeing how players are developed fantasy drafts are happening for baseball <laughs> freaks i know mike wysocki who does our our sports uh, twisted sports on mike he is our baseball fanatic that's probably your most knowledgeable sport yeah and um i just locally very excited about the pirates this year it's uh the only like competition spots this year are for like a couple of bench spots and usually that's just like whoever has the least amount of options was it, was that's there? left, and it's just like triple A <laughs> players. Didn't we have like, didn't we have like, uh, weren't we predicted to win it this year for the first time? Like, Some real legitimate Buster only of ESPN predicted the it. genius Buster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he knows genius. his baseball. Yeah. He predicted the the <laughs> yeah. Pirates would beat the what's just a weird pick too, the Seattle Mariners and Lloyd McClendon. Lloyd that McClendon's be, team, yeah. former steel, Pirates yeah, manager, yeah, yeah. steal bases yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it though. It's I, gonna be. I used to crush Lloyd, man. <laughs> we a, a hundred, when I was on the radio, Lloyd, I used to do this thing where they would always have a picture of Lloyd, and we lost a hundred games a year. 
Uh-huh. It wasn't him. No, he oh. was dealt a very bad hand. It wasn't him, obviously. Hand. The yeah, guy's yeah, a baseball yeah. guy. He knows what yeah, he's doing, he, man. Yeah. Yeah, we used, to, we used we to lose 100 games by August. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we lost, yeah, we we were terrible, right? So no money was put in or whatever. Everyone knows this. But anyway, Lloyd would just have this look, and they would just show him. And his face looked like he was a million miles away. <laughs> and the game's going on. And I'm thinking, my God, you're in August. You are... 48 games out. <laughs> You're going to lose 100 games. What are you thinking at this moment in the seventh inning as you're getting beat 10 to 2 by the Mets? And he just had this glassy look. And I used to fill in the blank. It was yeah. I would do. Mm-hmm. And I know it was on the radio, but I would always do fill in the blank. And we'd put the picture up later up on the internet. And he had this glassy eye. And I don't know why, I always did the same line. What he would think of, I thought, in the seventh inning of being down 10 to 2 to the Mets, 48 games back was, out of nowhere, he would just go, pie. <laughs> I go for a nice piece of key lime pie. <laughs> right now. I'm going to have one as soon as the game's over. Mm-mm. Key lime pie. That's what I thought he was Probably is. He, yeah. he was on some was terrible teams. Off. Right? Poor dude. He was so serious all the time, too, and that seriousness just devolved into sadness after he just wanted just pie. losing all the time. Yeah. They asked him one time about the pierogi races, and he just says, I don't care about non-baseball-related things like that. That's ridiculous. Like, next question. Except pie. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't thinking about pierogies. Thought, I don't want pierogies. I want pie. <laughs> but the thing about I can That's understand someone name. asking him that question because I used to do like, sports-related stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, when you're sitting there, you're saying how hard is it to be, like, in the seventh inning of the – imagine being the guy who had to, on some Tuesday night, go into Lloyd McClendon's office and ask him about losing 10-2 to to the Mets. You're 100 Trust games – yeah, <laughs> I was around those guys, those reporters who had to cover that, man. It was a nightmare. It was really tough. Those but you, guys would be like, I didn't know what to do. No one knew what to do. Eventually, you would be just like, so, uh, pierogi races, what do you think? Because <laughs> <laughs> they have the standard answer every time. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, lost today. We'll play again tomorrow. Got to do better. The Can't- advantage, <laughs> the advantage, though, when they're losing is idiots like me talentless goofball guys like radio guys like me got to do shit because they'll do anything for they need publicity right yeah. mm-hmm. I, I did so much shit I'm telling a kid I did I was watching you know, Will Farrell's running around the the, 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 uh, the majors and stuff yeah. I'm thinking oh fuck I took batting practice with Pirates a few times <laughs> 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 we, I did a, we did a home run contest at Three Rivers Stadium <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad they were doing. They let us do a home run contest. Yeah, anyone that wants to come in. Stadium. Yeah, it was during the game, too. During the game. <laughs> yeah. No, when they were starting to come on, uh, you know, at PNC and Hurdle. I could see Hurdle was a real deal in, in in McCutcheon and Walker. I did get to do batting practice with Neil Walker and, and uh, I'm sorry, with McCutcheon. And me and Andrew McCutcheon Alvarez, I worked my way in, which still to this day I know putting them in therapy where they're going, why is that fat guy? Who is that guy? We didn't sign him, did we? But, but how they far let, have we sunk? Yeah, how far have we sunk? They, but they let me do batting practice. How a, far have we sunk? And the weird part a, was, he's the weird be a pinch part, runner. Yeah, no one told him about the freak amount. I had McCutcheon because they said they'd make a jersey for me. Mm-hmm. The Pirates were nice enough to do that. And they, they said, who do you want? And I said, well, McCutcheon's my favorite player right now. I said, so they made me his. I had McCutcheon's number. So they're like, "Why is he wear my number? What's going on there? I just get traded." <laughs> was just, yeah, no, he wouldn't. Know. He's a hot young Dominican. Yep. We just got somewhere on somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Lloyd McClendon was going pie. <laughs> well, now he's in Seattle. Be like fish, mm. <laughs> coffee, <Yeah. laughs> crab leg sandwich with drawn butter. You put crab leg on the bun, put butter on it. I never knew. That blew me away when I got here. I can go for this right now. It's always rainy. It's It's, I think that's what I love about base baseball is the characters. There's the million there's like all these great characters. It's got a rich history, you know, the pirates have a rich history. One of my favorite stories though, baseball history is in the news as it is every spring for the last four years there's a movie in development they, I, there's every year somebody's trying to get this movie off the ground 
Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet in the theaters, but I'm hoping next year or whatever, or soon we'll see it. <clears throat> um, ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon were rumored, and now a couple other guys. There's now the rumor again that the movie of the New York Yankees, uh, Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich is going to be made. Do you know who these guys are? Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich of the Yankees were two guys in uh, the 80s, I guess this was. I don't know. Can't, I should have looked up the year. It would have been nice. Uh, <laughs> Josh, let me know what year that was. But they decided to trade lives. And I mean trade lives. They decided they were going to trade their wives, their kids, their dogs, <laughs> everything. These two pitchers for the Yankees. <laughs> Kekich, and they did it. Kekich, who swapped his wife, two kids, and a terrier dog. And... <laughs> Peter for Peterson's wife, two kids, and a poodle, and a first round draft pick, and a, and a kid to be named pick. later. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that too. You know, it's funny. I start thinking like that along those lines because I thought, okay, poodle for terrier is that a fair trade? Yeah, I don't know. Poodle for terrier, I don't know. <laughs> he made it. Poodles are supposed yeah. to be the smartest yeah. of the dogs. That's like terriers, terriers are more not, tough dog. Now it's yeah. getting into know, one of those Dave Littlefield type trades. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brad Brown for <laughs> these. Where, what year was it, Josh? Got, 73. So it was the early 70s when this happened. It really did happen. I, now, they're going to do a movie on it. They have to. I hope they go the comedy route. But they, you don't even try to give me the serious side of this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because first of all, this movie's going to be for guys anyway. And we're not going to take no... We're gonna, what, are we going to get a fucking tissue out for it? No fucking way. <laughs> you got to go comedy or don't even make it. This is a Will Ferrell... John C. Riley reunited. Bring oh, him in. God, That'd that would be, be great. Good. You know what? With those two. Fuck it. We'll write the movie. That's yes, it. I'll bring it. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of when you're Wouldn't taking it be yeah. the guys? Though? Yeah, that'd be the thing that I'm thinking of when you're watching this whole thing is wow, spring training is too long. Because that's the thing. That's the thing that you think of when you're there for six weeks, mm-hmm. and you. it's about three weeks in, and you're just like, why don't we just switch lives? Making a trade. How about gr- this? Isn't that wild though? <laughs> Notice that your life's hot. They did yeah. it. The kids are cute. Yeah. Both guys, that after the trade, their careers kind of went downhill. They I was going to say, I'd never heard of their names. No, they, they would play, they'd play, but they yeah. went downhill. They both lost their fastball after the swap <laughs> in the, after the trade, and they both ended up both ended up on the Cleveland Indians. They, were, oh, they said, yeah, the way the article was written, they were man, exiled to the Indians. The Indians did not win at all back then. That's their karma, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So they're both <laughs> yeah, sent up, to so Cleveland. They're in Cleveland right now. Ugh. Still, the trade is secure I, although the kids are probably still in therapy as adults yeah, yeah. Oh, they're in they're still didn't he used to be our dad that <laughs> that has to be a therapeutic situation man i, I old dad's I, in cleveland too i agree i agree that what was worse the switching of the dads are going to cleveland i don't oh, know no. <laughs> cleveland that was the last it's, straw it's something <laughs> spring training is the most interesting thing guys i have you guys been down there spring training? Mike, I never you have. Uh-uh. You should, man. You're a baseball guy. We'll go to, we're, let's try, I'll try and get down next year. I'll try and arrange we get down next year. Get to Bradenton. we got to get down. We're, we'll, we'll go down with uh, Larry and John at KDK. Yeah, next I'd next love year. to. We'll do that. Great. We have to go to Bradenton. You have to see what – Mike, have you been to spring training? No. I was fortunate to cover uh, 18 spring trainings through the years. And uh, it is the it is an interesting – thing because baseball is a game of nuance a game of it's just a different game mm-hmm. altogether than football football is just so overly you know it's physical hit and this and that but baseball you got to get your muscles warm and this and that and it's a whole people that aren't around it a lot like really like me at first i like what the fuck is going on here for instance mm-hmm. spring training games they need those games so they don't tear muscles or whatever and, and they can get their pitcher their pitching it's mainly for pitchers really and to get get you know the baseball whatever physical side of it to, together well it, it's a long process and i guess yeah <laughs> of course we, we suppose scam and i believe yeah. it, <laughs> for instance uh remember first spring training i think jay bell was a player he's a good player short second shortstop time Shortstop may have been second base. I can remember the power. You're mm-hmm. right, Mike. He was a shortstop, but I can remember what. He, but anyway, he was a star, mm-hmm. and stars had a whole different world down there. And I remember being the first day, and I'm like, "Wow, this is really cool, man." My McKechnie Field, so small field, it almost looks like a 
uh, shrunk down almost a high school. If you watch Major League Baseball on a high school field, mm-hmm. it's really cool and has that. That's what it's like. And you're close. You can hear the ball snapping off the glove. It's really amazing. You, see how, you can see how talented they really are. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm sitting there, and about three innings in, I look around. Jay Bell's gone. I'm like, where is he? Because he was a regular on our show. I kind of just knew him from coming in weekly and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I look, where's Jay Bell? Where's Jay? And all of a sudden I look, and he's in. He's got a convertible, like some kind of Mercedes or whatever he had. And he pulls the freaking golf clubs out of the back. I see him. Put him in another car, and he took off. I go, oh, Jay, he goes golfing the last few, you know, whatever. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he come down, he plays a few innings and Two goes innings. golf? That's his day. That's his fucking day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, that's great. That, that is not what. That's great. not what the people at Latrobe for the Steelers. That's no. not their. That's not their experience. They don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird? Cause you're watching the game, and all of a sudden you'll see a guy in a, in a warning track jogging. They're in a game. You're like, what yeah. the fuck's that guy? You're like, oh, it's a pitcher <laughs> to jog. It's well, it's exhibition, but still, it's just weird. Right. It's just different, you know. But uh, one of the things that I will tell you about spring training, and I want every uh, guy out there, ladies, I apologize to you once again. You know where my head's at. But uh, the strip joints in Florida during spring training are amazing. It's major league stuff, and it's the first time I <laughs> ever saw it. It's not spring training at the strip no. clubs. No. Yeah. <clears throat> they're, they're in mid-July form there, yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. The Miners is New York or Albany or whatever, or I don't know. Toledo. Toledo. They, that's, <laughs> this is the majors, man. This is when they, the top strippers come in from all over the country. And go to Florida, go all through spring training because, you know, one, you get a baseball player in there, you're set for life. You just sent your kid through college because he's going to tip like crazy. Mm-hmm. Two, you get some wacko like me, I'm going to tip too. We're all all crazy guys. We're dead. This is major league stuff, right? And every girl, I learned a lot though. It was the first time. I'm 27 years old, so I learned. I'm 27, 28. I remember hearing the first time where a stripper was dancing going, hey, I'm working my way through medical school. <laughs> and I believed it. <laughs> Went medical. I like that. Yeah. Instead of just college. It was the first time answer. I heard, I'm yeah. working my way. Why do you Why do you dance? I'm working my way through medical school. I really don't have to dance. Well, I have to dance for the medical stuff, but, you know. And, mm-hmm. I, and I buy. And then all of a sudden, you know, about a month would go by or whatever, or the next year, you'd hear it again. It was a very common thing to hear. I don't know why they picked that. But they'd say, yeah, you know, what are you, what are you in school? Biology. Really? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's going to lap dance. Biology. Yeah. And uh, they always say, oh, they're all, every stripper you talk to in college, I'll tell you right now, they are all 4.0 oh, GPAs. Absolutely. Just so you know. Yeah. Because they'll tell me that. And they, and they are all working their way. This one girl said, yeah, she was going to, she was working through medical school, but she was going to kind of more go toward uh, uh, neurology. Hmm. Which is a nightmare of mine because I thought about this. I thought, what if they're telling the truth? What if one day you get in an accident, you're in Florida, you're on vacation, you're wheeled in, operating table, there it is, the OR doctor. I am your OR doctor, Dr. Candy. Remember me, Jim. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dr. Portia is a neurologist brain surgeon. She will be doing the surgery. What? And you did not tip her in a champagne room, you <laughs> asshole. That's what I was thinking. You better have tipped so well. You're yeah. Fucked. Yeah. So you're fucked. So you're fucked. I'm in 20s right now on my stethoscope. <laughs> yeah, that's how you pay her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the champagne room, you get cheap champagne. It's like seven hundred dollars. They charge you like this, yeah, for like alcohol bottle. Yeah. We need alcohol swabs. That'll be nine hundred dollars. What? <laughs> well, insurance is paying here. That's the thing. We need you know, stripper insurance, strip club insurance. So you go in there. If it does seven hundred, you don't pay for it. It's just you have a copay. Just copay. copay. It's Forty yeah, bucks for right. me. It's amazing. Yeah, they're all <clears throat> every. But anyway, that was a. It was a great experience. I learned I learned all all the stripper moves down there. <laughs> I probably went to strip joints a little too much. <laughs> when everybody just sits there when you walk in, Jim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there he is again. I learned every strip move. Like a, he plays the, for the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. There's also the, there's also the protective strip move, which is where the stripper will say the manager comes over and yells at her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she goes, that asshole is always on my back. <laughs> and then you protect her, so you want to give her more money. 
she doesn't make a certain amount of money. It's a good move. Yeah, oh, it's a great move. Mm-hmm. Then you find out that that's all part of the game. It's amazing. They're really there's a whole different thing. You learn, it, but you learn it there in Florida. <laughs> it's the only place to learn it. You have to be in the majors <laughs> to learn that. You yeah. won't learn it here in Pittsburgh. Mm-mm. No, not the same. Not the same. <laughs> It was funny. I was reading um, a Kevin Smith book, and he was talking about he was at a strip club in Jersey. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's doing the typical, oh, I'm a sensitive guy. I'm just here, you know, but I, I understand you're all, you know, working people, and I respect everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so this the stripper comes up to his table and is kind of is, – is like – crying and just really distraught and just sits down and he goes can i just sit here for a few seconds like oh absolutely what, what's going on he goes that asshole that jerk just put it, his finger up my butthole there you go and then he's and there, there you go and he sits there, and they're like oh that's terrible <laughs> oh, no, no, no. they talk Mercy. to her for a couple minutes and then they they just like you said they tip her everything like that huh. a month later mm-hmm. same girl same thing everything <laughs> Can I sit here for a couple seconds? Butthole story. Yeah, butthole story. Yeah. And the thing, she go, they go, that's amazing because that guy did that to you last month, too. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at it and just laughed. And it's just like. If but, Kevin Smith had been to Florida. Yeah. He would have learned that. He would have known. God, imagine the scumbags at a strip club in New Jersey. Yeah. All that hair slicked back oh, and yeah. just orange Whole and different gold world. chains. And, Yo, let me see that snatch, bitch. Yeah. Shit like medical that. Medical school wouldn't even work with yeah. this guy. No, not medical at all. School. No. What the fuck? Come yeah. on, be a hairdresser. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Open up a tanning bed. Yeah. Medical school. Medical yeah. school. Yeah. There, there the medical school is, I am going into uh, to, to do hair. <laughs> you don't style hair. You ain't shit to me, honey. I got your medicine right here. <laughs> Bon Jovi blasting get, everywhere. Yeah, I can get medicine, right? I get 20 Percocet right fucking now, all right? Hairstyle, that's old fucking different. You get me some fucking gel, and you're in. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, highly recommend the show, uh, everyone listening. To, it's called The Kroll Show. Yes. It's on, uh, you get it on Netflix and Amazon. I think Amazon. It's on Comedy Central, actually. Go to Comedy Central and uh, get Kroll Show. He, Nick Kroll is on one of my favorite shows, The League. I love The League. And uh, he does a skit show. But one of the characters he does is Bobby, Bob, Bobby Bottle Service. It's off the fucking charts funny, guys. Huh. You'll love it, man. It's this Jersey gigolo, male gigolo guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got the, the, the goatee pencil. I mean, he's got nice. the, it's, it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> That's know, the show that does the Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. John Day, yeah, yeah. John, John he, he's so, oh, they're, they're brilliant. Okay. Yeah. They're brilliant, it, man. It's, yeah, highly recommend the Kroll show. But uh, I don't know, it's reminding me that, that Bobby Bobble Service character. <laughs> Jersey, guess. But anyway, going back to the Pirates again real quick. Um, the thing with the Pirates, we, we've had like such great, like weird, crazy people. Like Doc Ellis pitching a no-hitter on LSD was great. And uh, one of my all-time favorite, those spring training Moments, the one you know, there's two that I was around that actually was there to see, sort of. Mm-hmm. Bonds going off on Jim Leland, nice yelling some yelling match they had, which was caught on <laughs> camera. Were you there? That like at yeah, we were at the field. Yeah, they were at it, going at each other. You know, it's pretty wild. Don't fuck with Lee. Lee will kill you too. <laughs> Got that cigarette blowing smoke in his oh, face yeah. and screaming yeah, I'll at. Fucking step on your old rip your throat out. He does look like the guy at the yeah. end of the bar that like has like a military background that you just everyone's just like, what's up with him? Just leave him alone. Yeah. No yeah. one talks to Don't that guy. Don't ask him about nom. You could get away with yeah. You could get away with it that Leland's that guy you can get away with at the moment, but wait about two days and then you wake up in the middle of the night and his face is right in front of you with a knife. Dead motherfucker. And you tell you the last words you'll hear. And he's but Jim's a good Jim's a good guy, man. He's a stand up guy. I know Jim, and he's a good good man. And so Bonds, maybe it was starting roids or something. Who knows? Maybe it was a roid race <laughs> thing. But, but uh, there, that was one. And the other one was uh, my. It's my favorite. There's a guy named. We had a guy named during our losing years. Okay, guys. This is this is O two, I believe. Oh, you were a guy named Derek Bell. Oh, Operation Derek, Shutdown. Operation Shutdown. Derek Bell. <laughs> Got my money. He's coming up. He's coming up a season, okay, where he has batted 171. A strong 171. Yeah. And that's what a lot of it bats. But he they hit gave, 192 with runners in scoring position. Yeah. They gave, yeah. <laughs> so that was not, that's not what bad. his agent brought up when he was making his 10 mil. <laughs> 171, man. I, I mean, really? 
I think we could. I think Mike, you could hit one seventy. Mike, maybe I'm you a give hot me five hundred at bats. Yeah, hit one seventy one. Maybe if I lay down some good bunts. Yeah, so, <laughs> a lot of sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he is one seventy one, and he, he's at spring training after the stellar one seventy one, and I believe he was a first baseman or something, whatever. Right. Right. But anyway, they're talking about the competition that's coming in because they're going to be able just to push him a little bit, right? He's mm-hmm. getting about. I don't know what, like $8 million, $5 million. It was a pretty nice contract for him. And uh, he goes, what? They said, yeah, the competition coming. There is no competition for me. <laughs> I am the starter. They go, well, not really. The manager kind of said, nah, there is going to be kind of well, We got this guy hitting 219. He says, I don't have Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's looking to push it. He's looking to push it. <laughs> <laughs> so Bell basically is like, yeah, I'll – I'll see you later, man. I'm not even. I don't. I'm not going to play spring training <laughs> because I might get hurt. Why would I hurt my body in spring training when the games don't count? I'll be on my yacht. I'll see you later. And he called it Operation Shutdown. And he went out on his yacht, <laughs> waiting for the season to start. Waiting for yeah. the season to start. Guess what? He never. I don't think he played. I didn't play. They they they, nah, they cut him. Like they released him like two well, days later. Yeah. yeah. Should have. Yeah. Should have probably competed. <laughs> He shut down in spring training. <laughs> like, awesome. you don't even have to do anything at all. Like, no. Maybe play a couple Fucking, innings a I just, day. Yeah, you're golfing half the day. Jesus. You take like four or five that, swings. That and, is one of the great, like, the of the 20 years of losing, that and I think the Raul yeah. Mondesi things were the biggest, like, moments in pirate history of just, like, wow, are we at the, the bottom. Just typified what they yeah. were going If everyone through. remembers, oh, you remember the Raul yes. Mondesi thing? Oh, yeah, tell them. Go ahead, Mike. You tell I, he, You fill it in the blank. But was, I remember everyone was excited because they got Raul Mondesi. Right, great, guy, arm. Arm, great arm, big time. And for like the first runs. couple of weeks, he was doing pretty well. And then he said, "Like, hey, I have to go to the Dominican <laughs> because something's <laughs> happening to my family." Uh-huh. And for some reason, like, okay, we'll give you a couple days to do this. This couple days turns into like a week, and they release him because he's like, "I'm done with baseball forever. <laughs> I don't want to do this." And then, like. Two days later, he signs with like was it the Braves or the something like that? Yeah, like he he basically was so so did not want to play for the Pirates. He had to make up a complete ruse to get out of this contract because he didn't want to make (laughs) the ten just to get the hell out of it. He didn't want to be in the Pirates. There's another guy, Pedro Martinez's brother, just retired after a bad outing. (laughs) Ramon Martinez, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here. Never played baseball again." Let we up like were, seven runs in an inning with we the Pirates, were, walked off the mountain, never came Never back. again. We were doing the craziest <laughs> signings back then. I'm telling you, I'm not, I remember, we, I'm, I'm, I think we signed a, a 62-year-old Gene Tennis to a $10 million deal. <laughs> Shit Did like we sign like, like a 45-year-old Japanese pitcher or something like that? Remember him? Uh, like he yeah, was like, yeah. praise the, praise the yeah, Japanese restaurant in Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> so I got, yeah, I was pilot. What a number two. We they want. re-signed Bill yes. Beck's midget. Player from the forties, I think they gave him a shot. Because he because he batted two oh one. Yeah, did you, did you play? No, but I got with that girl. Good speed. Shut down. Small strike zone. Great party. That's what every everyone was always you know crapping on Pittsburgh attendance. Like they're like, oh, only a million five show up to pirate games. So I'm like. That's how great of a sports town it this is. is. It's a that a million five would show up to watch this dumpster fire. You're going to put this Derek shit Bell product out for 20 years that you don't care about. And, you know, we get a couple good players and every year. Well, they're all getting traded this year. See you, Ramos Ramirez. And- Daniel Moskos. Oh, but now, but that now was terrible. They drafted so, them just to save money. It's so fun, though, guys, to see us winning uh, and having this great team. Neil Huntington's doing a great job. Hurdle and all those guys. Yeah. And, you know, they, their plan, Huntington deserves, a, he took a lot of heat, man, so he deserves a lot of applause. And Absolutely. What they're doing is just, you know, McCutcheon his guys and just putting see this season alone. Yeah, this is great. It reminds me, you know, when I was a kid and stuff, and, and uh, we're, when we were winning, and uh, there's an entire generation out there who's never seen them win. It's going to be fun. It's been fun last couple of years, but it's going to be fun if they get to the series to see these younger people see this team series and, and – it, maybe things will happen like in the in the past because you're winning, you have fun, and the announcers could have more fun. We have great announcers now, but we had one of the greatest announcers, guys. You guys may be too young to remember this. A guy named Bob Prince, when I was growing up, was the announcer for the Pirates. He was mm-hmm. fucking unbelievable, man. And for listening around the country, he he was like a, a Harry Carey of Pittsburgh. 
he, he was on par with him. He was equal. If not, really, he was that that good, that talented. And his Bob Prince was called the Gunner, and he's old school broadcaster man. He talked like this, and he had all these little weird little sayings and a nickname for guys. And, mm-hmm. and, and he was got that great guy six sense of mind. He loved love Pittsburgh. They love the Gunner. And one of my favorites, there's a couple stories that are so funny with him, man. One of my favorite stories is the Cobra, is Dave Parker, is uh, one of the great one of the great players of the Pirates, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's you know an all star, yeah, one of the MVP, nineteen seventy eight, yeah, one of the first like really freak of nature all round guys that could play hit you know power speed everything, mm-hmm. and we had him right, so Parker would uh, uh, move his bats away and he he'd swing with this real quick snapping swing. And they called him the Cobra. That was his nickname. And, and Prince gave him the name. And he'd come up at bat and he goes, there he is. Let's get the Cobra. And he'd do the Cobra. <laughs> and people, including myself, thought, yeah, Cobra. They, Why did he call him the Cobra, Jim? Well, it's bat. Pulls the bat, snaps, whoo, snaps it. So, yeah, Prince called him the Cobra. Till I get in the media and start learning who knows Prince and people that know him, what it's all about. Prince called. What happened is he saw him, he saw Parker getting out of the shower one day. Oh God! His fucking dick is <laughs> on his knee. He goes, "What the fuck is that? A cobra?" <laughs> Come on, Dave. That's why he's the cobra. Yeah, I've heard that. Isn't that That's awesome? Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. He did it because he was a big dick. It's a dick joke. It's a big dick. He didn't, he, it's a dick reference cobra. no one was getting. No, fucking everybody's going. Hey, it's going this to, sounds like a intimidating, like he's a mean kind yeah, of. He called right. no, my cookie she's back. Okay, and he snaps out like a cobra in the meantime. <laughs> they must have been fucking hollering when people tell that story at the bar of Cobra Day Park. Yep, that's it. That's it. Never, yeah, awesome. de- there's never kids denied wearing that Parker. shirt. There's people. I got like, one. There's, uh-huh. hat, there's, there's, there's the, po- the posters. I like, think the cobra. Thank, well, <laughs> thank, God he, thank God he was, you know, that, though. It would have been worse if Prince saw him and he was like an inchworm. Yeah, there comes the inchworm up to the bed. Because <laughs> well, he's bad. He comes out like an inchworm. <laughs> just sneaks up on you on the ball. Yeah. Tim the Vienna sausage foley. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank God for the inchworm. Yeah, that's all pirate nicknames were based on their dicks. That's why right. it was Roberto the Great One. It was a one eyed <laughs> snake, not a two eyed <laughs> snake. Yeah. <laughs> but I just I love that story, man. That's one of my favorite stories. That's, that's the cobra, buddy. That's the t- <laughs> great pirate nickname. Pops was because he had the pills, the that kept everyone going for a little pop. I thought we saw it like a father figure kind yeah. of thing, but it was because you, you went to Willie Stargell to get pop, the pills greenie, you needed. Man. Yeah, to you get the greenie. Green, he had the greenies. Is that what that rumor is? Yeah, that's These where Pops rumors, came from. Way, yeah. Pops and Cobra side of us. are a reference to dick and drugs. Dick and drugs. Yeah. That's it. But they're but, both great players. That's why they that's I love them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love yeah. them. I wouldn't trade it. That's, that's, those are pirates for life in our heart in our hearts. Retired man. numbers. Willie Star- how unique is are these guys though? But part of that, like I said, is got our guys like Bob Prince though, who were able to marry the the, the fans and the players and build it. Bob Prince was immeasurable. He was amazing. Because think about it, man. This guy, ch- chicken on the hill with Will. Stargell hit a home run. Stargell had a chicken place up in on the Hill District, and every time if he hit a home run, you were at the counter, you got free chicken. So if he hit a home run, Prince would go chicken on a hill, and it starts to catch on. It's you know that's fucking genius stuff. That is great. That's still there's still the chicken on the hill at PNC Park now. He's still setting green weenie, which was Jinx the other team. He had a green weenie and stuff. I mean, that's all Bob (laughs) Prince though. That's just it. It's I mean. Will we ever see another one? Well, Mike Lang on the hockey side is is, the, is like him to me. Yeah, and, and, it's like that. But and we have great announcers, major league guys. But but uh, Prince was something really special, man. He was. It was funny. He was so in his way though, Prince, as he got older, and he knew what he knew. Okay, this is an old school journalist guy, right? This is an old school broadcaster. And so uh, the Penguins were struggling. Penguins just start in Pittsburgh, and they're really struggling. And they need an announcer. Who's the king? Bob Prince is the man, right? They hired Bob Prince to do hockey. This is true. It lasted, I think it only lasted like a month or two or whatever. Because what happened was, he knew, not, he knew nothing about hockey, first off. He knew not one name, they said. <laughs> and buddies that, that knew him back then, some, mm-hmm. jur- you know, some journalists, what Bob would do is, if you heard a tape of the game, <laughs> this was him doing hockey. All right? During a hockey game, if you're listening to Bob, <laughs> they're passing a puck. He got it. He got it. 
He got it. He got it. He got it. All right, now he got it. He got it. He got it. <laughs> he said it would last like a whole game. Oh, man. Yeah, it was awesome. That is fucking awesome. Bob, Bob Costas told a story yeah. once where he was talking about his first job was with hockey, like minor league hockey. Yeah. And again, he didn't know much about hockey either. And so he just learned like one name, Stevens or something like that. And so if you listened on the radio, every loose puck, everything went, Stevens got it. It's just, oh, Stevens gets it. He goes into the corners and gets it, and then it passes it. <laughs> and Stevens it. And if you listen to that, you're wondering, what, why is it Stevens playing for the Red Wings? Stevens yeah. amazing. <laughs> He's on every play. <laughs> he got it. He got it. He got it. Goal. Goal. Goal, goal from him. <laughs> goal, goal from toothless guy. Some law something. I don't know. Let's say we're talking so much baseball. It is uh, right now. It is March, so we do have to do a little March Madness stuff. So let's go to Mike Wysocki with Twisted Sports. Go ahead, Mikey. We're talking a little bit of the uh, Sweet 16. Uh, of course, the name originated in the South as a term to celebrate female reaching the age of consent. So creepy pervs from all over town would line up to take a crack at the fair young maiden without the chance of going to jail. So that's just a little American history behind the term. But since then, the term has been hijacked by rich girl birthday parties and the college basketball tournament. We were down to 16 teams, and here's how just today, USA Today ranked them. Number 16, Xavier, or Xavier, however you say it. A recent basketball powerhouse, but still doesn't make up for the fact that these kids have to live in Ohio. Probably not going to last too long. Number 15, West Virginia. Huggy Bear Bob Huggins, known for having an entire team that did not graduate while he was in Cincinnati. That's pretty impressive. Nobody. Not one person on the whole squad graduated. That's a commitment to excellence. That is. (laughs) But he gets it done. Listen, this is his lifetime record. He's 764 and 311. And in his tailor-made tracksuit, looks like a mafioso awaiting racketeering charges. But the guy gets results for sure. They uh, have the unfortunate task of playing Kentucky, who's obviously number one in the next round. Yeah, uh, yeah good luck with that. Number 14, Louisville. Can't root for them because they play at the Papa John's Arena. Simple as that. Number 13, <laughs> NC State, the team that made the Villanova Piccolo girl cry. Good for you. But they're still only the third best team within their own state. Uh, number 12, Notre Dame. They won the kind of the Pittsburgh region. They came out of that since Villanova lost. And they keep playing this way. The university will have to make a three-point Jesus statue. They should do that. So we're slam dunk Jesus, one or the other. Still pro, pretty heavy football at that university. Number 11, North Carolina. No surprise at all. And Michael Jordan is betting on them to win. Uh, number 10, UCLA. The list is starting to get retro. They're starting mm-hmm. to cut back in it. Number 9, Utah. Some Mormons spilled caffeine-free diet Pepsi on their magic underwear celebrating <laughs> this team. Nothing else has happened in Utah, so I hope they do all right. Number eight, Oklahoma, the new earthquake capital of the United States. Congratulations. They have another reason to celebrate. He said they passed California. There's like 500 earthquakes a year in Oklahoma now. The state that gave us Dr. Phil. Thanks for that. Dr. Phil always brags about that he's from Texas. He's not. He's from Oklahoma. He's Oklahoma right? Everything he says yeah. is a lie. I've been I watching know. him a lot recently. What are you saying, man? Anything you say, you? too. Someone said he was homeless. I, I understand. I was homeless. Uh, like, you know, I'm yeah, a scuba really? diver. Like, anything you mention, Dr. <laughs> he does Phil do it. doesn't. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I was a woman. That's true. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Whatever you say. Like, if <laughs> someone's an alcoholic, my dad was an alcoholic. Whatever it is. Every, yeah, he either has somebody or he, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And he, I'm a transvestite. Oklahoma <laughs> gave us Dr. Phil, so don't blame Texas for that. I'll have concussions. Play football, Michael. <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> fuck with me. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> Over the middle. Boom. All right. He used to affection. How good it lasts. How good it lasts. I lived on Mars. <laughs> I just He's picture, such a fraud. He really I, is. I know, but I just picture I can't get that out of my head since that the last year when I learned he li- played linebacker there in, in college, man. He played on, I think he played for Tulsa, Tulsa, which was on the receiving end of one of the worst losses in college football history. <laughs> they lost the game like 106 to nothing. Was he, he on defense? Oh, he yeah, he's was, a linebacker. Yeah. Can you imagine was, being a quarterback yeah, he, looking out and that big mustache under the, uh, you know, the amazement? What in the world wrong with you? <laughs> I'm being your face in two seconds, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Doctor Phil, Dr. Phil. got off the rails on that. The other team, yeah, <laughs> never played for Tulsa. 
Also got uh, Gonzaga. They're a fun team. They made themselves like they were nothing years ago, and now they're they're in it every single yeah. year. Uh, six, the Wichita State Shockers. Shocker, the only team on here with a dirty Urban Dictionary meaning, so look that one up. Uh, number six, Michigan State. Tom Izzo. No one ever gives this dude credit. He's like the San Francisco Giants. They've won three of the last five World Series, but everyone on this year picks the Dodgers to win that division. You got a point. They pick against Michigan State, and every single year this dude does it. And he shows up, yeah. Every year. For Duke, boring. There's no way to root for them. <laughs> Just privileged assholes. Number three, the Wisconsin Badgers. I think this might be the team that does it. If they change their name to Honey Badgers between now and then, they should. they're definitely going to do it. And then number two and one, no surprise, the ubiquitous name Wildcats, Arizona and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Of local interest, TJ McConnell, a Duquesne University transfer, is playing for uh, Arizona. So if you're going to oh, okay. root for a Wildcat team, root for Arizona. You know... Thank you, Mike. That's great. Mike Wysocki, oh, which is where I love that, Mikey. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's – speaking of Duke, when you said that, hate them. Uh, it's like rooting for the Atlanta Braves or rooting for the casino it, to beat the regular customer. Highly rec- – yeah, hi- I highly <laughs> recommend – Rooting for Walmart. You, you got to get this uh, – I think it's a 30 for 30. I'm pretty sure it's – but anyway, on Netflix or Amazon, once again, it's called – uh, basically, I hate I hate Christian Leitner. Yeah, or why I, I hate I Christian Leitner yeah, or whatever. Yeah, is awesome. it good? Did you see good. it? Mike? All yeah. those are pretty you gotta good. You got to see it. It's fantastic, and it basically exactly what Mike's sentiment. Every guy and girl, everyone hates Duke because they win, unless you went there, yeah, or have right, some sort of right. connection. Well, how do you root for a team that wins all the time? It was an interesting. It was an interesting special though on his, on his perspective and the kind of guy he was. You actually do like him by the end of the special. I could see why. That's he, almost why I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I think I probably. I'm sure he's an okay dude, but he was just. Yeah, he represents for what Duke. He's a good-looking guy, and you know, playing for Duke. No, they don't lose and play dirty a little. Not dirty. Well, yeah, questionably dirty. Yes. Yeah, right. Elbow. Yeah, but, he th- yes. like the thirty yes. elbows. Yes, they play Duke, and Duke always flops all the time. They always get away with it. Just drives you crazy. And it, and with this Whoa. tournament, it, it's well, they're a machine. They can recruit. They cannot recruit anybody. Everyone wants to go. Well, there. that's the thing. Everything, but the now it's with Kentucky that basically is just drafting an NBA, getting an NBA team every year. They now are, it's almost yeah. like yeah. I've been reading so many articles where someone's like, if it's Duke and Kentucky in the final. Just blow up the Lucas Oil Stadium. Well, that's the way it is from now on. The way the system is, is it's going to always be that because there's only one way to get a player, rent a player for a year or two, mm-hmm. and that's your name's Coach K. Or right at the time when all those rules changed, you were one of those coaches or programs that were on the up and you know upswing and have some sort of uh, stamp of tradition and whatever because there's no other reason. Why would these kids go to – play it anywhere why would you risk getting injured if you know you're going to get drafted in other words in the nba why mm-hmm. you might as well just go you know play for coach k if i when you pick coach k when you much i know you say we hate him but right. when oh, you're a high you school american there, and they yeah. said hey you got a free ride, ride and coach k no walked in the room you'd be, ah, i'm yeah, in right it's no turning that down no one's turning that down mm-hmm. so they get a Only guy for jim calhoun walked in the room <laughs> damn it yeah <laughs> <laughs> UConn guy over here for me. Hey, Calhoun's won more national titles than Coach K. That's true. That's true. It's just that reputation. And Izzo just as many. Well, that's one of the great – I was there at UConn when they won the first national title over Duke, and that's what made it even sweeter. That's a hell of a team. Uh, Hell of a program. Yeah, to beat beat them in that game – because everyone thought Duke <laughs> was just unbeatable. Oh, to be, it, yeah, it was, it was probably similar to when the pi, pi, you know you were a Pittsburgh fan in 1960 when yep. you beat the Yankees. Because it was like every. I remember at the beginning of the tournament they called it the Duke Invitational because <laughs> Duke was just that dominant. <laughs> and when they won, the, you know, it was just yeah, it's, that was a that was a great moment. Even their down years are dominant. It's amazing, you know. Yeah, I know. it's pretty great. Yeah. So so who's picked to win this? Kentucky, or Kentucky, Kentucky, yeah, but they're getting like Duke, Kentucky, right? I mean, they're always they win all the time. Yeah, yeah, Duke. I, I love. Well, I gotta tell you, I love college basketball. It's great live, man. I go to a pit game. At the pit, it's it's fantastic. It's exciting. I'd love to see West Virginia beat Kentucky. That would be great. That would be, that would be, great. Be, awesome. be awesome. That will be awesome, man. Yeah. So let's go. Maybe. I don't know. So we, we're, <laughs> Huggy Bear wins. Well, we're, we're uh, a, <laughs> Huggy Bear wins. No one graduates. Kentucky's yeah. out. Great. I'm, yes. I'm happy. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> but uh, hey, to wrap up our show, we thank everyone for listening. And, and baseball show was we had to do a little baseball. Just get your mind Excited off the weather wherever it. you are and get you thinking baseball. I know you know you're casually looking at it anyway. It's it's everywhere. So. 
root for your team. It, that's it's a lot of fun. Of course, we're in Pittsburgh, so we root for the Pirates. But wherever you are, root for your team and have a great, great time doing it, man. Opening day, there's, there's just something about opening day. It's just the coolest. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just spring. Fun. It's yeah. a new beginning. Everyone's got a chance. Yeah, everyone's got a chance. No matter how you know fucked up life life could be going, even at that moment, though the opening day just puts a smile on your face. Great. It should be a holiday. <laughs> should be. Absolutely. Hey everybody, thank thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate listening to the show and and all the the loyalty uh, you've given us here at the show. We really appreciate everyone at Sideshow Network does too. Thank you so much. Jim Cren, no restrictions. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's Jim Cren of Jim Cren, no restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show. We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCren.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to PrimeCoreGroup.com. Come join Jim Crenn for a live taping of the Jim Crenn No Restrictions podcast on Tuesday, March 31st at the Cigar Bar at Jurgles Rhythm Grill in Warrendale, Pennsylvania, just north of Pittsburgh. Featuring Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki, Mike Sasson, and our guest of honor, rock legend Donnie Iris, plus a few other surprise guests. The podcast taping is open to the public, but it is limited seating. Go to jimcren.com for details. Jimmy will also be performing an hour stand-up show in Jurgle's main room on Thursday, May 28th. Go to jimcren.com for tickets. We'll see you there. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and i love you a few days ago brooke tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments thumbs up brooke Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.